Hello and welcome to the September DCM podcast. It's actually the last day of September, so I don't know whether to call it the October DCM podcast or September DCM podcast, but either way, it's the 30th of September. And today I'm joined by Zoe Jones, regular contributor to the DCM podcast. Zoe Jones, uh, Director of Marketing and Insight. Hello, Zoe. Hi, Tom. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about two pretty big things in our calendar that all that fall within the space of a couple of weeks. Um, last Wednesday was the inaugural Digital Cinema Media Awards, uh, a new initiative um, set up by DCM to shine the spotlight on the best of cinema advertising. Zoe, it was a very successful night, would you say? Yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, we launched the awards scheme back in April, so it's been quite a long gestation period from promoting them with our partners to campaign and media week, getting some really high quality entries. We had a brilliant selection of judges that um, helped us on judging day back on the 3rd of September so it's been quite exciting just to see the quality of those winners we keep them under wraps obviously until you, you helped unveil them by hosting last week and we did it at Hamyard Hotel which has got a fantastic screening room um, we had brilliant guests coming along and I think everyone was genuinely very excited about um, the whole event really. And I know we, we've spoken about this briefly, I think back on the April podcast, but um, what were the reasons behind introducing the Digital Cinema Media Awards? Well, basically, there are um, a number of different award schemes within the media industry. You know, there are um, wide, wide awards like the Media Week Awards or the Campaign Media Awards, but we felt that it was really a niche to really celebrate cinema and its role within the media mix. So it's not all just about cinema. We had a category for Best Integrated Campaign. We want to see exactly what cinema does for brands. And um, there are other um, schemes that Campaign Media Week do with outdoor advertising, TV advertising, magazines, etc. And we felt it was really time to champion cinema and act a bit like a, a trade body in terms of pushing our medium, not just DCM. So it was very much a, a concerted effort across the industry. It's fantastic to get the support of everyone that we did in the first year and hopefully it'll just get bigger and better in the years to come. And you mentioned we partnered with Haymarket. Um, what did they bring to the um, table? Uh, so they have obviously great experience at putting on award schemes and we want to make sure it's as um, honest, professional, uh, inclusive as possible. You know, we obviously are supporting it and driving it, but it's really their experience. And also we had the global editor of campaign, Claire Beale, who chaired the, who chaired the judges. And, you know, they also put a load of uh, promotion behind it in terms of um, getting entries in and covering the actual night itself. So we've got a double page spread to look out for on campaign tomorrow. Um, so it really gives that uh, independence and kudos that uh, working together. It's really fantastic. And the, the uh, judging panel, which you've already mentioned, chaired by Claire Beale, editor-in-chief of campaign, uh, was full of heavy hitters, wasn't it? Uh, and, yeah. and a number of them came to the night as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we wanted to have a real mix of creative uh, talent um, media agency heads and clients as well so bringing all those guys together you know, g again gives it that kudos and rigour that you know it's really been debated and um, there was a really good spread of winners and, and, and all the winners I think really highlighted what cinema can do now and hopefully it'll be inspiring as a case study and case studies um, to other people that want to use our medium. So we'll just go through the um, uh, individual categories. Uh, the best use of dynamic, we had five categories, didn't we? Yes. And um, uh, there was an overall Grand Prix winner, which was selected from the five winners of each individual category. Yeah. The first category was best use of dynamic targeting in cinema, and this went to Visium and Mini for their Mini at the Movies campaign. Um, and um, 
it was just good to get the first award done as well, wasn't it? It was yeah. like you could sense the anticipation in the room. Um, I actually hosted the awards, and um, amazingly, oh, thank you. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it was just uh, it was it, because I think it was we did it slightly differently to the usual award ceremonies, didn't they? It was no sit down meal. It was a case of just sitting down. We did the presentation, got everyone up, and it was uh, up to the stage very quickly. It was all done and dusted in about how forty five minutes, would you say? Yeah, I, mean, I think the point was we wanted to keep it really tight. Um, a lot of people do sit there for about four hours, and I've been to many award ceremonies over my time. So I guess working with Hay, with Haymarket and particularly campaign and media, we really wanted to make it our own. Doing it in a cinema obviously is really important to show the cinema ads. Um, and you know, we also had, we tried to make it quite fun, you know, when the winners went up, we picked appropriate soundtrack songs. So when Mini won, we had the theme from the Italian job, yeah. didn't we? <laughs> Which I think made people a bit, you know, it was quite exciting. My favourite song was for the Grand Prix. Which we'll come to shortly. Um, yeah, so you know, it was great. Mini's a fantastic campaign where they used our cinema for technology to look at you know, how you could actually run a national ad but actually target local dealerships. And so we actually helped, uh, through our production team, change the end frames and direct people to the nearest Mini dealership at the end. So it was fantastic use of planning by Vizium and, and Mini. And we're, we're really proud to be part of that campaign. Yeah, really good, uh, really great campaign. And um, they got all uh, 3,000 test drives off the back of it as well. Um, at the second category was best use of cinema in an integrated campaign. This was quite a hotly contested one, wasn't it? But the winner was um, Starcom Media Vest Group with their Heineken Open Your Cities campaign, which um, was a huge campaign last year, wasn't it? Yeah, massive. And, and you know, they've really. This is a massive cross media campaign. It's not just about cinema. They they've used all kinds of media and they've done it in a really innovative way. I think from our point of view, what's great is that. They've obviously got on screen time, but we've also helped uh, run exclusive screenings for them, so previews. There was actually one last night because they've carried it on yeah, to yeah. this year of Sicario, which was really popular. So, working with Picture House, we've been able to secure um, films before they come out for their target audience. I think they've been 90% for every screening, uh, often because we've been working with Empire and Metro as well. Often they've actually had the news editor of Empire down to introduce the screening, so it's felt really special. They're all drinking Heineken, obviously, at the bar beforehand. Um, so I think it's been really successful for Heineken and you know, a brilliant piece of planning again by Starcom across all media. The next category was Best Long-Term Cinema Campaign and this went to Mediacom and Volkswagen. Um, uh, when you're talking long-term cinema campaigns, they've been on screen for 11 years. They sponsor independent cinema um, with their Sea Film Differently campaign. It w I mean, the, it was the obvious choice, wasn't it, this one? Yeah, and I think what's fantastic is the support that Volkswagen have given, obviously, in terms of the media space, but also they've created bespoke ads for cinema, and there was such an amazing reaction when showing the, the Gandalf one yeah, the, uh, on the night. You know, it's such a great ad. It's just so funny. And uh, they've, you know, they've really found a niche there, that, um, and you know, we all look forward to the new versions when they've come out in the past. Um, the next category was Best Newcomer to Cinema, which went to Manning Gottlieb OMD, and spec savers for their should have gone to the movies. Another nice campaign. Uh, I should point out the best newcomer to cinema uh, is either the, their first time on cinema or their first time on cinema since the medium went digital in September 2012. So you may well have seen spec savers on screen previously, but it's their first time back. I think they, it was their first time. Was it ever actually? Okay, well that's don't, e don't quote me on that. Well that's even more exciting. But another one, another ad that got a good response in the cinema, um, and they're already back on cinema again, aren't they? Yeah, and this was interesting because. Um, you know, the, the agency had really found the insight that cinema had been missing from the Specsavers plan. You know, they really wanted to target families, and they, they saw there was a real 
correlation between the children's eye test timings and when families are going to the cinema. Um, and a lot of our cinemas are actually in retail locations, so you could plot a campaign you know, to the cinemas that were actually in proximity to a Specsavers, etc. So really drive that consideration and hopefully action using the cinema campaign. So ever since they added it to the plan, it's now an integral part of of what they do with their media. Yeah, and they were very happy with the fact we we were excellent at targeting that dual viewing opportunity, which you mentioned for adults and kids yeah. at cinema at the same time. Um, the fourth category was best use of innovation in cinema, which went to Mediacom and First Choice, which is another big campaign which has renewed again this year. Yeah. Um, uh, First Choice and View Cinemas have basically created a new kind of ticket for cinema, and um, it included on-screen creatives, but. Uh, collateral throughout the cinema foyer and you can actually go and buy an all-inclusive ticket at the cinema for you and your children and you get popcorn and drink as well with that um, and it's proved incredibly popular hasn't it? Yeah and I think it's another great insight from Mediacom and the client just thinking about how you can get that synergy how can you bring that all-inclusive experience without actually going on holiday and looking at that again that dual viewing that that family audience which is quite rare these days isn't it? You actually sit down as a family and do something together you know often multi-screening whatever you're doing it's not just about going to make a cup of tea or whatever anymore um so it's quite exciting that um, we've been able to do that and it, w- it wasn't easy I and mean, i think we've got to give a lot of credit to view for working with um, mediacom and uh, first choice to really create something new it's you know even new, new buttons on the till machines etc so um, it's a great model for what can be possible not just on the big screen but within the whole cinema environment and then, as we mentioned, the final category was the big one. It was the Champions League final. It was the winner of all the categories. Um, so the five film, uh, sorry, five films, five um, uh, categories went into a final Grand Prix. And another one, it was hotly contested. I mean, I was in the judging room when the judges were uh, making their decisions. And they were really fighting over two, weren't they? But um, Starcom, Media Vest Group and Heineken, they did prove to be the clear winner in the end with their Open Your Cities campaign and a, a worthy winner, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think we're... So happy that the campaigns that went across the board um, really reflected what can be done with cinema and all showed innovation in their own ways. But I think the fact that this one really put cinema at the heart of a really wide-ranging campaign that I think has made a huge difference for the brand in terms of you know, sales uplift. It's not just about the execution, but the results were really strong on this. And um, after the event, we spoke to Scott, Ben and John from the winning team Starcom Media Vest about their experience on the night, um, what they did to win the big award uh, with their Heineken Open Your City campaign, and here's what they had to say. Ben Chester's Starcom Media Vest. Scott Mieser, Starcom Media Vest. John Joshua, Starcom Media Vest. Um, we won the Best Use of Cinema and Integrated campaign, and we also won the Grand Prix, both for the Heineken campaign, um, Cities Around the World. I think the key thing we managed to do is cinema is traditionally something that happens indoors. Um, it's something you go to the cinema, kind of multiplex or whatever it is. Actually, we brought cinema to the out of home. So everyone who was travelling southeast down to Kent could suddenly see that there was two Battersea power stations dressed as green Heineken bottles and all of a sudden that created a lot more buzz, a lot more social context. So we gave a lot of people going, what's going on, what's happening there? And, and the real difference for us is that allowed us then to really bring that across loads of different media channels because it wasn't just about what you might call a traditional cinema campaign, but actually became more about more the opportunity to enjoy the experience of the films themselves. Um, it's, it's really nice to actually finally have an event that, that kind of celebrates cinema. Um, I think too often it's the media that gets kind of left behind, but yet it's the media that everyone loves. Um, it's really nice to be part of the event today, and I think you know, kind of w- winning the Heineken, the awards we've won for Heineken has been brilliant for us. 
um, but also kind of really recognises what we've been trying to achieve this year. Um, it means a lot. It's it's great to get recognised for um, a sort of a media that isn't really recognised across the industry. So to finally have some sort of award show that does show the effort that goes into booking and buying cinema and thinking about it in a in a different way and using it across the board with other media is it's a great it's a great chance to really show off how impressive it can be and also at the same time show how effective it can be as well. Uh, so thanks to Scott, Ben and John. Um, Zoe, it was, it was obviously a big success the night. We had some really great responses from, uh, from people of all levels, the people involved in the campaigns, the brands, uh, Karen Blackett, Pippa Gluckley did some very nice tweets. Um, what would you do differently for next year? Um, I think we always want to review what we've done. I think you know we'll look at the categories as media evolves. We need to make sure we're keeping it fresh. Are they still the best categories to do? I think you know we want to have as amazing judges again. Um, I think you know, I think it went so brilliantly. I just think we want to get feedback from everyone involved. At the moment, uh, you can look at everything on our website dcm.co.uk/awards. On there, you can download the awards brochure. You can watch a video um, of the judges talking about how they felt the process went and, what, and about the entries. You can also see a little, a little snapshot of the night on a video as well. And you know, we hope that people will really get behind it again. It'll just get bigger and better next year. And look out for the coverage in, as you mentioned earlier, in Campaign and Media Week this week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so here's to next year. Now I did mention at the start of the show that there's another big event coming up this month. Um, it's a busy, October and September are always busy months for us, aren't they? I don't know when we have a quiet month actually, but it's particularly crazy, I think. Well, this month, and my, probably my most uh, favourite, uh, my most exciting time of the year, it's the London Film Festival. It kicks off next Wednesday the 7th with the opening night gala, Suffragette. It closes, um, the f- not the following Sunday, the Sunday after, which is the 18th of October, uh, with the European premiere of Steve Jobs, Danny Boyle's brand new film, it's a great time of year, isn't it? Yeah. Um, DCM are media partners again for, I think, probably about the 10th year. I can never... I it's been it's about the 16th. It's been so long, we can't remember how long we've been media partners <laughs> before for. Before our time. Yeah, before our time. But um, why, why do we partner with the BFI London Film Festival? Um, well, we actually partner with the BFI all year round, so we're corporate partners with them. You know, we also work very closely with BAFTA. You know, really think it's very important that we really support the, the UK film industry where we can. I think particularly with the London Film Festival, you know, it's our biggest, it's one of the biggest festivals in the world, so we should be really proud that it's hosted here. It's, it's quite unusual, I think, in terms of it really is very open to the public, and loads of our sites that we represent obviously are showcasing amazing content. And I really like the fact it's a very diverse programme. Um, this year there's a real theme for women, and Suffragette is, is opening the whole, the whole thing with the opening gala next Wednesday. And I think what's great is Suffragette, obviously, the theme is very female-focused, but it's also got a female director, amazing female cast. Female, female writer, writer, female producers. And that's quite rare, actually. It is very rare, yeah. I mean, it was a really impassioned speech from Amanda Neville, the chief executive of the BFI, and Claire Stewart, the head of festivals, and the, um, I think the head of B- the, the BFI London Film Festival, at the opening, where they announced the programme, um, that even it's only 20% of the films in the... Um, uh, festival are directed by women but that is very high for an, uh, an international film festival and that needs to be addressed and changed and I think um, they've got Gina Davis over who... Yeah so she has a, the Gina Davis Institute, she's very passionate about gender equality not just behind the, the director's kind of role but how women actually were represented on TV and in film. I actually saw her speak at CinemaCon a couple of years ago and she's, you know, she's, 
which is fantastic. She's really pushing the boundaries of this, doing a lot of analysis as to the actual hours spent or what roles, what types of roles women are playing. Are they more stereotypical roles, that kind of thing. So I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing what that debate is. There's a lot of side sessions during the film festival, and it's not just about the films, but there's lots of talks. In, in, and you know, it, I said it's open to everybody, so that is something to have a look. that is worth highlighting because Cannes, the Cannes Film Festival is not open to everybody. You know, you can't buy tickets for Cannes, but you can buy tickets for every event in the uh, in the festival. And although the main galas, the opening night gala, the closing night gala, um, are sold out, there are still tickets left for m- many of the events, and there's great stuff throughout the program. Um, I and mean, we mentioned Suffragette; it's a great film to open with. I can't wait to see it. But the good, one of the good things about it is it's out in the cinemas just. Um, five days after the opening night of gala, so you don't have to wait long to see it if you can't see it at the festival. Um, but what else are you looking forward to in the festival? Uh, I'm really looking forward to, I, I really like martial arts films, so there's a film, The Assassin, which looks fantastic. I, I mean, I don't actually know the director, but it looks kind of in the vein of House of Flying Daggers, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, that kind of thing. It's the, um, yeah, it's the Journey Gala, and it's directed by Hu Xiao. <laughs> which I, I think I've got that right but I probably haven't but he's also doing a screen talk at the festival during the time but yeah this won the um, I think this won the Grand Prix at the Cannes Film Festival this year so it comes really highly regarded I can't wait to see it as well um, also I mean quite eclectic mix actually I'm looking forward to but there's um, Lou Through documentary where he really goes to town on Scientology in the way only Lou Through can um, and that looks great um, and also Carol, which is one of the main, main galas, yeah. the American Express gala. I mean, there's huge buzz around the performances in this film. I know really Mara won the main acting awards in Cannes, and Kate Blanchett is always amazing, but I think there's a lot of Oscar buzz already around this film. And it looks, it looks so stylish, and um, yeah, can't wait. For it looks one. beautiful. I mean, I can't wait to see that one. Um, you also mentioned Steve Jobs. Which is the closing night gala? That I mean, that, that it's a really strong closing night film. I think. I mean, it, it's had it's had great reviews wherever it's played. I think because there have been a recent Ashton Kutcher, uh, Kutcher, just called Jobs, yeah, uh, called Jobs. I think there was probably a bit of a mixed, I don't know, thought about what what was this film going to be like. But you know, with Danny Boyle, I think Aaron Sorkin has written it. He wrote um, West Wing and The Social Network. Michael Fassbender, I think, is just amazing, and apparently he's just he really brings them to life. You know, well, which is a very hard role to play. And also, you see, Steve Jobs is so recognisable. I mean, they marketed a lot of their um, products with his face. It, yeah. It's like, and and Fassbender doesn't look like Steve Jobs, no. so he, it has to be a brilliant performance to convince you that it's Steve Jobs. And by all accounts, he pulls it off. Yeah, I mean. And um, you know, Kate Winslet's in it. Um, and who, who's the guy who plays uh, Steve Wozniak? Yeah. That's Seth Rogen. Yeah. So uh, interesting departure for him from his usual, maybe more comedy-led roles. Um, yeah, so really can't wait for that. No, I mean, uh, and I'm looking forward. To, I mean, you've mentioned some major galas, but I was looking through the program um, because I, th- I think there's almost 250 films on, and there's some great stuff throughout the program. I mean, I'm really looking forward to a film called Green Room, which is in the thrill. I think it's the thrill section, which is directed by a guy called Jeremy Saulnier, who did a film called Blue Ruin a couple of years ago, which was really good. And if you haven't seen Blue Ruin, it is available on Netflix, so do check it out. But Green Room, it's being distributed by Picture House, I think, early next year. Um, but it's a... Um, Does it look as scary as Blue Ruin? Well, Blue Ruin's not that scary, but it's quite brutal. And I would imagine it's about a group of um, neo-Nazis who um, raid a, I think, a concert venue after a concert and some people get trapped in the green room and the neo-Nazis are led by Patrick Stewart. Oh. 
Oh, right. I, th- I think that's correct, but I can't wait to see it because Blue Ruin has some amazing sequences of tension and um, it was just brilliantly done. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does next. And then I'm also looking forward to Deepan, another one which is in just the main... Uh, it's not in any of the comp- uh, main galas, it's not in the competition, it's just in the pr- programme. And that won the Palm d'Or at Cannes, it won the yeah. main prize at Cannes. And that's directed by Jacques Odiard, who did Rust and Bone, um, the beat that my heart skipped. And um, you... Um, before we started, you mentioned you were looking forward to Room as well. Yeah, so um, this looks really affecting. We, we showed it every couple of weeks. We do a thing we, which we call Newcomers, where we get the whole company together um, just to talk about business, but also Tom often does a talk about what films are coming up, so our, our whole sales team really know our stuff. And we showed the trailer, the new trailer for Room, and wow, I, mean, I actually got goosebumps watching it. It's it's quite a horrible story, but yeah, yeah. Means, you know, uh, it also looks quite a hopeful story as well. Yeah, I mean, a, a young girl is trapped with her child in the room by a kidnapper. You know, obviously they lived there for many years without leaving the room, but she creates this whole world for her son. And when they see a chance to escape, it looks like it's positive. They do get out, and that's what's quite good about the trailer. It's not all dark. It, it shows their joy of discovering the world for the first time, but. I mean, her performance just looks like it, it probably is nailed on to be Oscar nominated. Yeah, I mean, by all accounts, she is fantastic, and the and the little boy who's um, who plays her child, uh, guy, uh, a lad called jo- Jacob Tremblay. But this. Um, we pr- it played at Toronto Film Festival a couple of weeks ago and it won the Audience Award now if you look at historically the films that won the Audience Award over the last few years we've had Slumdog Millionaire The King's Speech Silver Linings Playbook 12 Years a Slave The Imitation Game all these films have gone on to make a big dent at awards season and be commercial hits as well so um, I th- one to look out for it's directed by an Irishman called Lenny Abrahamson who directed Frank which was a very good film. It's adapted for a book as well. Yeah, yeah, Emma O'Donoghue, who's an Irish-Canadian author, and it, um, yeah, I mean, I I can't wait to see this. It looks really kind of um, sensitively done, and it looks it looks beautiful actually. A really affecting trailer. So I I dread to think what how how affecting it's going to be over two yeah, hours. Absolutely. No, I mean, it just shows the bet that the breadth and the quality of the program. It's a great great time of year. It's my, it's probably my favourite time of year, and. Um, when it's over on the on about the nineteenth of October, I will have a pang of sadness because it's gone for another year. So do try and take advantage but of it. Doing a podcast looking back on the film. Festival. We will should, do a podcast looking back on the festival. So hopefully I can get to see some films that <laughs> we can talk about, and hopefully you can get to see some films as well. Yeah, Zoe. Uh, well, thanks for joining me, Zoe. Um, it's been a busy month and a, re- a really great month, and we'll be back soon to talk about the London Film Festival and the many delights it brought. Bye. Thank you.